Hello everybody, Ethan here. I just wanted to come in with a little preamble before the episode started to uh, let you guys know a couple of things. Uh, uh, why am I talking like an airplane pilot? Um, so normally, uh, we, we sound great. Normally we sound great. Normally we have producer Juan in the booth making us sound great. Uh, he has not been in the booth for the past couple of weeks. Uh, he is on his honeymoon with his couch. And as a result, I've been having to record the podcast and, uh, surprise, I fucked up this one and the next one because I am a perfect person and made within the image of God himself. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, we, we've rolled with it. We've caught the audio, at least, of the conversation that we had. So we weren't talking just into dead mics. Uh, we, 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 our conversation that we had this week with the wonderful and uh, great Jared McCorkle, and, uh, of course, feature this is Bezo Beasley. So uh, I just want to let you guys know this episode is going to have maybe five to seven, five, seven minutes of uh, kind of a room mic catching us. So I'm very loud, which I like, but uh, everybody else may be a little quiet, so just kind of a channel survey, I don't know, whatever. It'll sound great in about five to seven minutes when, boom, our mics kick in and we sound phenomenal. But nonetheless, there might be a little breaks, a little bit of snafu. Don't expect this to become a regular thing just for maybe the next two podcasts and every one that I fuck up after that. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Um, I, we, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, strap yourself in because coming at you in five, four, it's the Gary BC Town Massacre uh, right now. Hello, everybody. We are called BUC, and this is the Gary BC's For the first time, live in the flea furnace, we're ready to rock and roll. We've that I'm not saying I'm not saying we're ready to rock and roll ever again. We're we're back for the first time in the for the first time today. We're back. We're ready. We've got things that are recording what we're saying is so important. I fucking rule at intros. I don't know if you've <laughs> caught this yet. Yes, yes. This is always my favorite part. Honestly. Uh-huh. Okay. Hello, everybody. I am... <laughs> I'm going to restart it. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, hey, uh, guys. Hello, guys, that I'm in your ear hole. My name is Eden B.C. Phillips. I'm here. I will be doing something. I'm joined today by... <laughs> what? Don't look at me like I'm doing something wrong. Because it's... You're doing fine. You're allowed you're to... Just it's right. a podcast. It's free. I'm allowed to do whatever the fuck I want on it. If I stumble through it... I don't... I'm not... I don't have... We don't have sponsors. It doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. You're doing just uh, fine. Tide is Thank you. Be so mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? It doesn't get the fucking stains out. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Tide. Fuck Can you. Come at me, Tide. We just dropped our sponsor, Mackie, because our board is. Oh wrong. yeah, we were sponsored by Mackie, but fuck Mackie. Mackie's mad weak. Mad week on the giving me the runaround. Tell me I have to take it to a goddamn service center. You know how close the close the service center is. Four 
hours away. What is Mackie? It's the one who makes the mixer. Yeah. And I've been in contact with Loud Industries there. I don't I want to get into it. It Fair makes enough. me angry. Okay, hey guys, that was of course uh, guest featured guest of today, uh, Jared McCorkle. Hello. Hello. Hey, I, I was always worried I was going to stumble through your no, name. No, if you just sound a little drunk when you say my name, you will be right. That okay. Was uh, Scottish originally. Jared McCorkle. McCorkle. Mr. McCorkle. Uh, hey, well, welcome. Welcome for the first time. Well, I'm glad to be here. This is cool. The, is the living room? Flea furnace? It's the flea furnace. Is that yeah. the whole area or like just the neighborhood? Or it's the oh, house it's and the front yard. It's wherever the cat goes. It is wherever <laughs> the cat goes. <laughs> 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 well, I'm just glad he to participate. Oh, thanks. We'll give you an appreciation. We'll give you a participation award. Nice way to not. Hey, hi. How's it going? <laughs> How are okay. you? From Spoonback at Top Boob. It's Dr. Bourgeois. Hi. Hey. Hey. I want to have a super cut of all of this. <laughs> of of <laughs> all, all her. You go all into the... Swahili, just everyone's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the actual owner of the website that I used to write for, I think that he straight up just hates me now because <laughs> of those. Because of those? Yeah, I think really? so. Yeah, he ignores yeah. me when I message him. That guy has a short fuse, if that's all it takes. Oh, hell yeah, it's just talk fine. mad shit about him right now. Just go in on him. I love it. I love it. We're starting to fucking fuck you, Jared Jones. Like, Come at me, dog. Turned into Alex Jones. All <laughs> yeah. Podcast too. Yeah. Fuck that podcast. Yeah. Podcast sucks. That's our mortal enemy podcast. Yeah. Mad against it. Because we also kind of talk yeah. about movies sometimes. If I see you on the street, dog, you know it's coming out. Uh, hey, from feature this uh, fan edit podcast on this very channel, back again for the first. Hundredth time, Bezo Beasley. Thank you for having me. How are you? Always a pleasure to grace the couch. Really? Well, I asked, how are you? <laughs> not, 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 it's a pleasure, obviously. Your pleasure. The couch. You were very specific with this question. <laughs> yes, I was, and I hate when people don't answer them correctly. I don't. I don't like it when people pleasure themselves on yeah. the couch. Well, I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but I do like that you're sitting Indian style right now. Oh, nice. that's, yeah, yeah. crisscross applesauce, baby. <laughs> <laughs> are, is, are we allowed to say that? No, I, I, I think I just stole someone's bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to whoever's bit. <laughs> I, just stole. I just stole crisscross applesauce from the green room, which we saw earlier today. Yeah, that's where I got it from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, green room. It's, it it's a great movie. It's free, so you're allowed to steal. And, and you're citing your sources technically, so I feel like that's not plain. Huh. Yeah, and that's... the movie just came out right now, so you know what? Okay. Shout out to green room. <laughs> Shout out to green room. If you guys want to go see a movie, you okay. want to see something really... Mad racist. It's not racist it's, a, it's only white people and in the they movie. Fight <laughs> racist. They fight skinheads. Yeah, it's about skinheads. And yeah, fucking John Luke Picard is in it, so yeah. Well, yeah. you know. Well, hell yeah. yeah. What? No, what did you just I didn't realize we could scat on the file. So scat. It's a scat podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna do it? No, I can't anymore. There's a log. Was, oh, you're uh, it's a shit joke. Isn't it, John? I get it. Damn. I didn't want to go there, but it happened. Jared McCorkle coming in with the mad layers. I found my skiff earlier today, speaking of poop, and it was this lady wearing white pants, and okay. she was standing there, like, talking to a guy like they were being interviewed or something, mm -hmm. and she just, like, all of a sudden, her face is like, Ooh, and she, like, reaches her hand behind, like, holding her butt, and then she's just like, Ooh, Ooh, and then she just runs away, and the whole back of her pants Aww. are brown. That's sad. That's it was so sad. Wait, what, it's not funny. Also, she was wearing white pants. Yeah. That, that must have been real sudden. 
Yeah, because yeah, if I even have a kind of a jiffy tummy, <laughs> I don't even really? own white pants. Like, I can't think of a situation. Yeah, one, I frequently shit my pants. Two, I don't own yeah. my pants. As well. See, uh, women can be painters too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that's is, a white joke. I, mean, I, mean, I told you, we were going in on the feminist. Um, and it made you mad here's, I'm just going, going in with the mad I'm, controversial Whatever you just say, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, totally. Yeah, that's totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just genocide. Yeah, we, welcome, to, welcome to Euthogenics, the podcast, uh, where we discuss how to breed the ultimate race. Uh, <laughs> to get back to shit, though, I did, I did a show last night, and I really thought I was going to shit myself. Really? Yeah, it's in the middle of in it. In nerves or? No, no, I just had kind of a bit of a stomach virus, and I don't know what's oh. going on with it. Oh. Uh, yeah, exactly. You got that sneak up? We're all good. You got that small headed kid coming I out? I don't have the constitution to get through something like that, so I really hope not. That happens to me every year during you South fit. by, but I always just assume it's because <laughs> I've been drunk for like 10 days straight. <laughs> it's misleading. I've been sucking in my stomach since the fourth grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, true. Guys have body problems, too. Yeah. No, I have a decent genetics, I think. Because that's it. I don't work out in any respect. I don't hmm. eat well. Neither do I. Yeah. 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 And hence why I look, <laughs> at, <laughs> I look in the mirror. Yeah. 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 You look in the mirror and get mad depressed. It's fine. I, I, I do it, too. Uh, okay. Wait. What are we here for? We watched a movie. We're not right. just doing euthanogenics podcast today. Not this time. Poop and racism. And then yeah. also a thing. Yeah. In preparation for fucking Psych Fest this it's weekend. Preparation for Psych Fest. This sick movie. And then we also have a special feature list coming out next week. Got the mad fucked up audio on it. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Ethan thought the mixer was hooked up and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it was recorded by the computer. So it sounds like it was made on a phone. And you can only hear people when they yell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't worry the content's so good the content's so good you'll, you'll we're putting it up through that shit yeah just care. mad good content they get those ideas I, I, I'm a, they're just overflowing um, <laughs> I don't know why we watched a movie yeah. um, I don't know what year it's from but we finally 98 we 96 yeah, 99 probably earlier because I think I saw it then I really I, I see, saw it close to when it came out on VHS or DVD it, I was talking about it in the theater. Did you guys? We we haven't even mentioned what it is, Bezo. You can't just go into this. Oh, you're building. Oh, you really? The this is the t- episode. We'll release. Ninety eight. Yeah, we'll just keep talking about it. Came yeah. out in ninety eight, guys. 98. Go ahead and get your guesses in for what movie it is. Nineteen ninety eight. The year nineteen ninety eight made this. Uh, we watched. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh my God. Uh, I was happy to watch it again too. Yeah, me too. I, I, was, I want to fresh off fresh off the bat. Uh, I want to talk to you about something specifically because you, when I messaged you, I was like, I don't know what movie we should yeah. do, and I was like, look through it, we'll figure it out. And with hesitance, you're like, I want to do Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. And my whole question is, why is this one of those movies that people get embarrassed to like? Like, what is it about Fear and Loathing that people are, like, mad embarrassed about? I think we should take a quick little poll here, because I feel like okay. we're definitely in the minority here. I did not like this. You son of a bitch. Yeah, you're an asshole. Is this the first time you've ever seen it? No, no, no. I saw, oh. it, I saw it when it came out in the theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you just said that. Yeah. And, Sorry, I wasn't listening. And this is the second time I've seen it, but I, I just want to re- yeah. I just want to set that stage. I think so you that, should say why you don't like it, because I think the reason I was 
I had, it was burning through a bunch of movies. I like just started doing like the whole movie thing. I was in high school. And uh, so Terry Gilliam has what? A... What is the whole movie? Hey thing? guys, I have a bummer to tell you. Okay, I fucked up. That was we're not recording. No, we were recording. Okay. We were just doing the same thing. Now we're I, on mics. Are you shitting no, me? I'm dead serious. I told you like right before we started. Like, are we sure recording for I this? I fucked thing? up again. <laughs> now we're on mics. I am so embarrassed, you guys. Okay, but it sounds <laughs> good now. Here's, it sounds good now. Here's the thing, I. You're embarrassed. I should be embarrassed. I knew the whole time. <laughs> I did. You I knew did. The I whole felt time? like an asshole. Why I shouldn't have known, but I did. Because I just I didn't want to undermine gonna, your authority. I'm literally crying right <laughs> I thought now. Thought you might be like <laughs> Mussolini. No, well, <laughs> I was gonna get killed. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> constantly like, oh man, I'm the best audio engineer of any of my <laughs> friends. I constantly think that. This is the second time I fucked it up, and it was a meta thing because we talked about <laughs> how I fucked it up before, and now I fucked it up again. Guys, I'm sorry that the whole beginning sounded like it was recorded on a phone. <laughs> no, <laughs> I kind of like it though. Yeah, we, it's like now we're in high gear. Now we're in high gear. Yeah. We could just blow through the beginning stupid crap again, and no, we're know. going in. Where it was some yeah, commit, mad art. Right. Commitment. You can't right. destroy the art. <laughs> I mean, you did. I did. Just in that in a supportive way, like you know, don't underestimate yourself. You really can do things we thought limits were. And my favorite thing is too is we're calling out another podcast, yeah. talking <laughs> into mics, and we're just not recording it. There's <laughs> like just like a, the the mad phone mic, <laughs> like yo, that podcast sucks. How's that feel? I love it. <laughs> we feel should Jones? record a podcast just using those like kid mics that have like the tin foil <laughs> inside of them. <laughs> like pretend they're hooked uh, up. <laughs> I am so depressed right now. No, I think we're good. It's you good. think we're good? I do. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I well, I you know I was I was because you're gonna get the bump. For, yeah. You're gonna get the Busey bump from this. I feel it. And I, and on your your episode, and I where you the, mean um, we're gonna do coke later. Yeah. <laughs> yes, cool. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Excellent. at the end of the show, we always call over Gary yeah. Busey and yeah. we do a couple <laughs> lines with him. We're gonna make five people unfollow you on Twitter for being on this. And and now, yeah, you didn't say it was a positive bump. Like yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's a bump in the road. No, it's really. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a speed bump. <laughs> uh, so we try to speed bump people's careers here at <laughs> Gary Busey Town Massacre. Uh, okay, if you guys didn't hear it, we're doing Fear and Loathing in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> and yeah. we're welcome in high def now. <laughs> we, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back to what we were talking about. We were talking about. Uh, <laughs> so depressed. We were talking about why this is an embarrassing movie. Yes. Okay, why and is I, I was saying that uh, I stand in the minority of, in the group here of, of not liking it. And I, I was contrasting it with my first time watch, having watched it, where I, I, was, I was in 11th grade or something like that, and I went to theater and watched it, and I just wasn't getting into it. And I didn't, yeah. the whole drug scene really wasn't a thing that I got into or ever, you know, and I yeah. never got into it. And um, this whole movie just seemed to be that, you know, and then uh, times 100 or whatever. And at the time, I really hadn't seen like, a large, large uh, uh, amount of movies. Uh, Donna would say I still haven't. <laughs> but uh, you've seen this in Braveheart. Yeah, well, so. multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Waterworld. Yeah. yeah, but only the first VHS and, and Babe Two because it's two. Yeah, yeah he's the Babe Two, Pig in the City is his favorite movie. And uh, yeah. this is the guy we like to talk about movies. <laughs> I like that. I so nice I, I remember that. a very specific moment in the movie where there's a character uh, uh, who's talking. He's addressing a crowd and he's talking about the dangers of drugs and he says something like. And the reason why they call it a roach 
is because it looks, looks like, like a roach. Cockroach, yeah. Cockroach, yeah. yeah. And somebody in the crowd went, that's bullshit. And everybody's like, it is bullshit. And like I was like, oh my yeah. God, there's like 300 people here who know this. Yeah, so you're I seeing don't. this movie with a bunch of cool people and fucking square ass yeah, pizza yeah, walks yeah. in. <laughs> so I was not, I was, I was, I was ostracized from that theater. And uh, <laughs> so anyway. Um, For good reason. But so I was yeah. like, I was like, you know what? It was probably a good movie. I just didn't know. I just didn't, I was too naive. I didn't have my, well, do my, you, my did my, you do drugs? Like, did you have no, like, a Never, like, so some of that like, is going to be. I know, <laughs> like the, the hardest drug I ever did was like an asthma inhaler. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, an asp- what, is it, what is an aspirin inhaler? Asthma. And for me, it's a level that's like watching a porno, but you've never had sex before. Is you're like, I don't get it. This is like, I don't. Well, why are people doing? Why are we like, watching this? It's all gross and wet and stuff. And hell no, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, love that porno. So I was like, you know, this is probably a good movie, but I just need to get some distance. Sure. So between '98 and now, that's my distance. Good, uh-huh. almost twenty years. Yeah, and I uh, watched it last night. Still didn't get into it. Okay, so, well, totally, totally fair. It's great, I yeah. think. But well, like, how much like experience would you say that you've had since '98 and now in terms of like the things that are occurring in this movie? Well, well, to, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to argue that the only reason you can like this movie is you have to do a lot of hardcore drugs for long stretches of time, sure, it's not exactly a compliment to the movie. No, I think that's no, no, no. I know. Yeah. I was just and making I, a joke. And I've seen a lot of movies that do have or or are about you know rampant drug use and whatnot that are really good and captivating. This one is just missing it. it, it I think though this is it's like. It is more accurate to hallucinogenic experience in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Totally. It is, it is true that the closer yeah. you get to that, the more you're probably going to leave behind people that don't have uh, yeah. those sorts of experiences. So See, I, I like this movie when I first saw it a million years ago, probably shortly after it came yeah. out or around that time period. I had watched it and I loved it and I watched it all the time. And then for whatever reason, I, I hadn't seen it in like probably at least 10 years or something. Yeah. And so oddly enough, when he was actually messaging you, I was like, let's just do fear and loathing. Like that'd be really tight. He said that, yeah, and then you great. were like, Oh, fear and loathing. I was like, good. Shut up. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was sweet so, watching it again. I, I, it's fun. It has its moments. It's really funny. The, the yeah. eccentric performances alone, like even outside of the drug context, mm-hmm. uh, are j- I didn't even know who Hunter S. Thompson was when I first saw this. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just fell in love. Everybody did that voice for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Amongst my friends, like when we were growing up, this was like our big Lebowski. Yes. For a while. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Not, same when I was a kid. Yeah. It's the exact same. And also, it might have been the m- massive amount of acid I took as a yeah. kid that made it. But Oh, yeah, absolutely. How old yeah. are you, by the way? Uh, 20. Eight. 28. So we actually think, uh, Duncan Trussell always talks about this. Yeah. But yeah. there was an acid boom in the late 90s yeah. that most of us, who, if you were, or like in early 2000s, that yeah. we were kind of a part of and nobody told us that's what was going on. Huh. But I, the first time I saw this movie, uh, I, it was the first time I did acid. Oh, shit. Yeah, and completely incidental. Like, no. Yeah, the movie was on. The people that sold us the acid had it on, and they let us hang out in their house until the four of us, my friends, became... An, as annoying as you would imagine, four seventeen-year-olds on acid became. Uh, it great. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I see. I watched this movie a bunch when I was a kid before I did drugs, and I became absolutely obsessed with this movie, Hunter S. Thompson, and doing drugs. 
Yeah, really? I, I totally it, get it. It made me that briefcase mad, is so <laughs> obsessed with any sort of drug. <laughs> and then I go to college, and it's just literally everything. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, we were acid house. We were just straight <laughs> acid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but why is it embarrassing? Why is it, it an embarrassing movie for people to talk about liking? I don't see this movie as being embarrassing. Yeah, but you brought it up like when you I, messaged I me like that was kind of like hacky or my, something to here's, choose. Here's my theory about okay, that: is okay. that it's you can like this movie and be dumb. Sure. And I think that people are ashamed of that. I mean, that, that's sort of all across art. Uh, and a lot of yeah. people that do kind of get into this movie because it's just about, and I shouldn't even say dumb, just juvenile. So like when you're sure. 17, that's appropriate. Yeah. But yeah. I, So I think I think there are nuances and interesting cultural things about this movie. Yeah. But there is a certain, like, I was like, oh, I hope I'm not going to sound like an asshole because <laughs> I want to, you know, drug movie or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, sense. see, I thought, like, my only holdup about watching this movie and why I've kind of put it off so long was that, like, I thought everyone likes this movie, so we're not really going to have a whole lot of material to talk about because... Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I've I've literally never met someone that doesn't like this movie. So <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, could, I, could, I could get real deep into a lot of stuff that I don't care for about it. But, uh, but uh, it's a weird movie, like, on the surface, because I should like it. And I expected, after getting away from it for, like I said, about 20 years when I popped it in, I was like, surely I'm going to enjoy this now. Uh, <laughs> because the acting is good, you know, between Acting's Depp good. doing all of his crazy shit, Del, Del Toro. You know, going nuts, adding you know all the fifty pounds or whatever he put on to you know do the role. Yep. Terry Gilliam. I mean, nobody can probably capture an acid trip better. You know. Yeah. Um, with his wild uh, visualization, so why doesn't all those things work out? And it's really interesting that I'm just like, you know, twenty thirty minutes into the movie, I'm just really bored and really struggling to kind of get through this. Yeah. And um, I, I, there were two scenes in the movie that I think highlight. To me, why it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, one is there's this. I'm on the edge of my seat. Actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a small seat. You can scoop back enough, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, there's this scene where, uh, like, there's this moment where Johnny Depp's character has like this brief moment of sobriety, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's recalling it looks like the '60s. And he's talking about how it used to be and how the, it, it, everybody, we were right. Like, and like it has yeah. like, for the first time in the movie, it starts showing those flashbacks to the beginning. You know, yeah, like yeah, the beginning, yeah. it starts with those little, that little 60s montage. Uh-huh. And so it has that little 60s montage. And it's him reflecting back about how they were lost times. And it's like how he's regretting almost that that, 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 that whatever, had, whatever that was had come and gone. Yeah. Well, I think... What, hold on, let me finish what I was getting. Okay. And, but oh, this movie boy. takes... I'm, a, I'm about to cry. This movie, <laughs> takes, take, this movie takes place like four, five, six years after that. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's so short to be nostalgic for something that happened like just a short while that's, ago. That's almost in the content of it. Like, in the yeah. thing, the, the part you're quoting is sort of, he's almost suggesting that. Like, it's, it's such an ephemeral sort of thing. I'm going to stop interrupting. No, no, no. Book. That's, that's yeah. what I'm getting at yeah. is that yet... 99, 98% of the movie is them still like, you know, being hardcore drug addicts and still, uh, you know, it's like, and, and, it's, and it's not filmed in a, in a really sort of, you know, we've, this is not the, it is, it does take it in a glorious kind of way yeah. and doesn't really jump into a lot of the consequences except for the other scene that I, wanted, that I was going to talk about is the one when they're at the diner. Yeah, and, well, uh, it's like dangerous scene. 
dangerous scene. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's a, like it's a, it's a volatile. It's, a vol- yeah. it's the yeah. only time they. It's because they're trying. I mean, they're essentially just doing everything terrible in Las Vegas, and that's the burning of the uh, locals. And I actually love that scene in that it shows it, it allows it to be real and and suggest. Oh, they're also awful in certain ways. Yeah, definitely. Because they're not just fun loving thrill seekers. Like yeah. he just violated this woman. I thought that was an interesting yeah, thing to put be- in there. Because I think like thematically, like in this, and speaking to what you're talking about, uh, like thematically there's this whole thing of, of um of when he has the big speech about the people that follow uh timothy o'leary o'leary like kind of blindly and they think like oh you can buy peace and love with a hit of acid yeah and it's like oh it's not that like you can be violent on it you can be a terrible person if you're a terrible person you're a terrible person like like it doesn't it you can't just you can't just erase that with some magic drug and the what I see are these two characters who are basically assholes. Yeah. You know, they're extremely narcissistic assholes. It just happens one of them is a brilliant writer, <laughs> yeah. so he can capture it later. But they're just chronic assholes. Yeah. And, that, and those two moments, one, in, in a sense, where he's kind of like justifying it, where he's like, man, I wasn't, uh, you know, being this way wasn't so bad a couple of years ago when everybody was kind of doing the same thing or, or something to that effect. And then that other scene kind of highlights that, yeah, that, like you, you take the mask off and they're just fucking assholes. And these people that are just collateral damage as they go through Vegas, as they go through whatever. And uh, I think that I, what I think doesn't work for me in this movie is that it doesn't seem to have, outside of those two scenes, the movie doesn't seem to have perspective and place these people like um, really talking about, you know, the the downside of what they're going through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of what they're actually causing. It is glorified and is yeah. it is treated comedically with all the people that they like even like when throwing the change at that waiter, you yeah. know, at the very beginning or uh, you know, all the different staff, all the all the all the all the people in the movie who are, you know, just kind of are, like I said, collateral damage to them it, as they go it, through it. it. it if, you, uh, if I can, I mean, it sounds a little like you're asking it to have a kind of a historical view where it kind of looks at their activities and then judges them. And I agree. I mean, at some level, it's some awful stuff. But I also think there's this feeling of like, these were people that who kind of were perfect for the 60s and what the 60s were supposed to be, like however naive. Yeah. And the circumstances that they're in are... This sort of not Las Vegas consumer culture, like basically what happened after the the seventies. So I I think to bore that contrast out, you kind of you can't have them be responsible walking around like, well, this is awful, I hate it, but we have to be nice. Yeah. You kind of have to let these like drug pit bulls, you know, have to release them into this. They're awful a, they're thing. a necessary evil. Well, to make that cultural point, I think. I mean, yeah. I just I guess my thought is like, how do you do a movie that's trying to highlight the grotesquerie of that post '60s period, but you have like uh, nice non-druggy people. <laughs> you know, they almost have to be awful, or it, I think you kind of like, you know, like I want to see a movie where they drink a lot, but then they don't drive and they're very responsible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I also think that part of uh, part of the reason why they have to be portrayed as such huge assholes is because that is the Gonzo character is a huge asshole. And that's yeah. the whole entire point of this book. Yeah. It's to just, th- that guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, th- that point, it it's, can be lost. This is a biopic, or biopic, however you pronounce that. Yeah. It's almost, <laughs> this is just, Hunter was that way. There's a video, my friend is a huge fan of this guy, uh, of him getting into a gunfight 
uh, on his front. He just took a video. You guys, I think it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With his neighbor <laughs> With his or neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't use buckshot, you fucking pussy, or whatever. <laughs> like, and so that's the world. This guy was just wandering around or whatever. Um, but actually, I, I do I still like your point because it, there is something fun about watching this. And then you, the reality is you could not eat lunch with these people. No. It well, would just be a fucking disaster. Well, it's also like, it's funny to say like, oh, it's a biopic. But like when he wrote the book, uh, both of them are under pseudonyms. Which it's like it's yeah. the only book where it's like not re- it's him it's him but it's like yeah. he he takes on a pseudonym yeah but so is it's like on the road I mean it's like any yeah. of the beat stuff too like sure, on the road sure, is sure. the exact same thing like Jack Kerouac whatever the name of the the character is is a complete yeah. fucking asshole yeah that just goes through all these cities being just a giant douchebag like wagging his dick all around yeah. and then lands somewhere and well th- this is it like there's never any payment for his consequences I, I, too and the historical context seemed to be that like they were rebelling against that sort of 50s like streamlined mm-hmm. yeah. this is what america's supposed to be like and I, I mean now it seems irresponsible i think at the time they felt tremendously rebellious and subversive yeah. and mm-hmm. that, that walking around and being an asshole kind of had a you know kind of almost political capacity maybe that's wrong but i you know i think that well they're also like they're also uh they're 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 not only rebelling against the 50s but they're also rebelling against like that first wave of like peace hippies of the like late 60s yeah where they're like mad peaceful and then they're kind of rebelling against that so it's like this multiple like kind of i don't know it's It's funny because i don't you don't see did Hunter S. Thompson hang out? Like, it's hard to imagine him with hippies, too, right? Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But they have the scene with Jefferson Airplane playing and him going And actual Hunter S. Thompson. And actual oh, Hunter yeah. Thompson. Holy shit, there I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so funny. That's Did you see when someone ran that scene through uh, Google's Deep Dream? No. <laughs> it's oh fucking my God, dope. It's bad dope. <laughs> everybody's got eyes coming out of them. <laughs> shit. It's, it's sick. Yeah. When did, uh, when did he write the book? Relative to going through that experience, because I know that he wrote it while of, he was he going it, through it. Yeah, during. during. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so, like the scenes when he's writing in this movie, that is him writing this book. Oh, really? Yeah. That's because it's the whole idea of Gonzo journalism is that you embed yourself re- into the story kind and, of thing. and try yeah. to reduce as much of the writerly element, so you, the reader feels like. I mean, I don't know. If this is a. This might be a futile conceit, but feels like they are present at in the reading of it. Mm, sure. Like that. If if he did if he didn't then it is fraudulent at some level you know what I mean yeah like, yeah 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 it's I don't know it's a it's an inter- have you read any Thompson no in fact I was going to ask you guys if y'all had actually read Fear and Loathing no. yes I've read a lot of yeah. Rolling Stone articles that he wrote but that's about yeah it. well yeah. this is Fear and Loathing is a Rolling Stone article yeah and so the whole thing was like uh-huh. oh, yeah. holy shit I didn't realize that. yeah that's yeah. how it was like originally released yeah and oh, technically it wasn't ever finished being released as articles isn't that right yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. he wrote the full collection which became the book yes correct yeah 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 it's yeah I've read I've read a fucking shit same yeah yeah obviously. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want I'm mad embarrassed about it so I don't want to talk about it uh, but yeah 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 like like if you going to kind of the idea of it is is, is it is it, it's this weird like hyper narrative of, of attempt at journalism but it's not really journalism because it's mixing fact and fiction it's like when you're on acid and like it's like oh it's totally real to me that there is a demon there 
Like that's completely real. Yeah, there's but something it, right about that. But thing, it's yeah. a it's a it's a figment of your imagination. But but is that figment of your imagination something that's actually happening? Bukowski or not? does the same kind of thing too. A little bit. He I don't know. He's a little bit more kind of brutalist. Yeah, to me. yeah but it's like similar. Yeah. time period and yeah. kind of concepts it's a little bit drier yeah. it might be i don't know if you've ever read any of his but mm. might be something to kind of yeah this is wean this into is, this kind of yeah, stuff this you is know? the let me flex my lit degree podcast. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm for a the fan first time it. ever yeah. Uh, yeah for the first time <laughs> ever yeah. well, i think facts are pretty overrated so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into this Complete like they, they asked uh, Orson Welles if he, what he did was realistic in Citizen Kane. He was yeah. like, "Oh, I wasn't going for reality. I was going for truth." <laughs> and it's then a little different. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. it's completely true. Yeah. Hey, uh, Upton Sinclair too with the jungle. I aim for up. their hearts and hit I them in the stomachs. stomachs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a better. Place look at that! I didn't even have a lit degree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off! <laughs> it's fine. It didn't cost me a whole bunch. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what, 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 what do you guys do? You guys want to go through it a little bit? How do you? How do I you like it when it's this? breathing. I like the breathing scenes because I don't think that enough movies that deal with acid or like enough anything that deals with acid ever talks about the breathing. The breathing or like effect? does it well? Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. that's like a really hard thing to like explain to someone. Well, the cool that thing, hasn't done the cool acid. thing too is like all the different drugs have diff- they're filmed differently. Yeah. yeah. So, so it looks different, but the acid stuff looks bad real. Yeah. The I, part where he's uh, looking at the guy's feet while he's on the, he's talking to the phone. And it's, yeah. the, it's the foreshadowing to the adrenochrome part. Yes. Because yes, he's yes, like, yes. oh, yeah, they held her down and cut out her adrenal gland. <laughs> How's your mama? <laughs> and then he looks at the feet and they just start the tessellations bleeding. <laughs> yeah. I was I was reading about the uh, uh, adrenochrome or whatever the fuck that fake. thing is. Matt, fake. And then oh, some, sure, some yeah. kid came out of the theater, I guess, when they were doing test screenings and like talked to Terry Gilliam. And he's like, oh, you made it look exactly like it looks like in real <laughs> life. He's <laughs> like, uh, you know, this was wasn't real drugs. <laughs> it's made up. Uh, yeah. Do you? I don't know. I think. I think this is like I was talking. Like I think this is a movie that we don't really have to go through the plot. We can just talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. Was there sure. a plot? It, it, plot? There a plot at some point. Uh. No. It's it. It really is like. Uh, it was everything I like about this. It's like right where I didn't like Inherent Vice. That's not a uh, great oh, really? good time. because I feel like it's okay as long as a scene coheres. If the movie itself doesn't have a point or a plot, okay. I think that works. I hated Inherent Vice because I felt like in, at any given moment, they just did nothing was clear what was happening within the I context of the scene. I liked Inherent Vice a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I can stand with this guy. I hated Inherent Vice. <laughs> oh, I liked it. I thought <laughs> it was good. One I've, of about four movies that I walked out yeah. of in the theater. And I, I appreciate oh, what they're going for. Just like for me, it, it kind of fell apart. But but I was gonna say in this, I don't. It didn't bother me that there's not a clear plot or mm-hmm. whatever because each of the scenes were really enjoyable see I can and, and, yeah. I can see that being one of the things that would have would frustrate you about this movie that uh, the, there's no coherency from one thing to the next yeah. and to the next um, I, I uh, maybe um, I, I, it's also that you know I the kind of movies that I tend to um, that I have digested and I, I'm, I'm familiar with do tend to follow like generic uh, Hollywood plot lines of sure. Act yeah. One, Act Two, Act Three. Let's watch a character go through an experience and have you know. So I'm sort of like pre-programmed that that's my default. And for a film that has no interest really in conveying that, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I can turn that off to a certain degree. But um, what I again, what I'm experiencing with this is that it's 
you know, it's, hey, let's, uh, we're going to use a bunch of drugs. And then they use a bunch of drugs. And then they get somewhere <laughs> and then it's like, we're about to run out of drugs. Oh, we should use a bunch of drugs. <laughs> yeah. Let's use a bunch yeah. of drugs. It's fucking so, sweet. But yeah. I, see? <laughs> I think that's true. But I also feel like you could do that with just about any great novel. And you could do an equally like reductive, like Zorathustra, like he leaves a mountain, he goes up a mountain, he comes back, <laughs> he talks to people. He le- like, okay. Mother, a guy wants to kill a whale. Okay. <laughs> he, he dies. All it's right. a stupid thing. To, to, to be fair, there is a, a great Ebert quote that I do go by that says, a movie is not what it is, it's how about it. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. And so the, 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 and when I, when I'm addressing the how about it in this is that the, without having the, those, the perspective of, of, you know, kind of what they're going through relative to the time and, Without you know, it's like the character. Like it feels like the movie like has its it has it. It's there like for brief moments. The characters have these kind of like what the fuck are we doing kind of <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah. moments. Yeah. But it's just those two scenes, yeah. and the movie itself is not in that vein. It feels like the movie is just you know it's this and these other two scenes. Well, we have to film them there in the book. Let's put them in there. <laughs> but um, the rest of it, it just seems so like where where are the lessons to be learned? What 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 do the characters grow out of having watched yeah. it and. Do you, do you feel like all movies, and this isn't like a, uh, I'm not trying to be sarcastic or anything like that. Do you feel like movies need a moralist component or it's not? Because like this idea of like, what did the characters learn or how did they develop or something like that? Um, like, is that, do you feel like that's a necessary component? Because I, I, I have a lot of movies where I feel like it's not, that's not present, but I still really enjoy them. So I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like what, what kind of movies are just totally experience, experiential that yeah. don't have that? Uh, Annie Christ, I think, is a good one. I mean, he hasn't ever seen Eddie Von Trigger. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, no, fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny. Yeah. Okay, so for the for the <laughs> avid yeah. Gary Busey Town fans, <laughs> or if you haven't done the favor yet, if you listen back to the last episode we released, which was a feature, this one, yeah, yeah. I ripped Bezo a new one multiple times about how he hasn't seen anything, <laughs> <laughs> specifically Lars Van Trier. Yeah. And after the podcast, you'll be happy to know I forced him to watch. Dig the musical documentary about Brian Jones Town Massacre, yep. which is mildly psychedelic, I guess, kind of, and then also House You, uh, yeah. which is super psychedelic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think there's a lot of stories that we don't think about because they seem like they fall. Like the story of Job from the Bible uh, has a kind of, there isn't this sort of like, this is the right morality or that this is just an experience of something that's so far beyond like human reason or something. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff with the notion of the sublime where. It's you're having this experience of some raw beauty, and it's terrifying. Actually, I w- that concept kept coming up to me with this hmm. because it sort of it. There's that contrast where this is an awesome thing to watch these people that are totally free, do whatever they want. They're like these. What's the line at the end? Like a mutant that's too too strange uh, to live, uh, uh, too, too rare, rare to, to die. Too, too rare to die. Yeah, yeah. But if you were that thing, it would be an unstoppable horror to be to be that thing. A lot of that's to me like what watching the movies about like or like at least the experience of it is being attracted to this absolutely bizarre, terrifying thing. Yeah, you know, without without this component of like they shouldn't have done that, which they shouldn't have. I mean, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you beforehand. It's like, like it's like <laughs> watching a car wreck that you want to be involved in. Yeah. Like that car wreck looked really fun. Or <laughs> <laughs> that scene in uh, Fury Road where they explode <laughs> up into the tornado. Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say they shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Uh, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think you get a lot of that with uh, specifically like art house films. You get a lot of like experience things, like um, Enter the Void. 
Enter the Void has a little bit of a moralist kind of plot line. But yeah, but there isn't actually any growth because the character's already dead. Yeah, the character's already dead. And throughout the film, it's only further justifying that he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and so is his sister and all of the people that he's yeah, involved yeah, yeah. with. Oh, and by the way, just for just to say this, I'm not any moralist. I don't know if that... <laughs> <laughs> Get this amoralist out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I love... I, I, I think, too, like the one thing that you have to pay a lot of attention to is the VOs. And you hear, like, in the VOs, it's a lot of kind of uh, critiques of that generation, which makes it really interesting because he's kind of critiquing what they're doing and being hypercritical of themselves, which I think makes it important and interesting and it kind of meta-references itself. And I For sure. I like that. That's what I like about it. Can, the, can we also just comment on the, the how pretty this movie is at times mad pretty the, the fucking uh, the part with the reptiles mm, this yes. time when I watched that I was like god that's some the money they spent mm-hmm. yeah. to make those look so fucked that was like so. Jim Henson on his best day yes uh. those things and I was like it's just to like describe these awful Las Vegas people as disgusting that's, hedonists it's funny it? that I, I remember that scene when I was a kid watching it thinking man the effects are so bad yeah, yeah. and then watching it last night I was like holy shit the effects are so good it just, yeah, 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 yeah. just because practical effects now yeah, uh, like, so maybe that's you just it. get to relish yeah. it now. Maybe. Again, wow, guys! Uh, you know it got cut off because Ethan wasn't recording the beginning, but the green room—I think you guys would really enjoy <laughs> it. Definitely <laughs> go support that. It didn't movie. get cut off. <laughs> you can still hear it, and I probably is it, is it good apology. by the way? It was I, very I wasn't good. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I gotta check it out. Yeah, way it was good. very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shockingly good shockingly yeah because i had like the lowest of low expectations for that movie yeah very good mm-hmm. definitely check it out i think i gave it four and a half stars wow out of, out of five so yeah out of 12 out of a thousand <laughs> yeah uh, four and a half out of four and a half five, i think i've given one movie five stars so if that's any barometer for you what yeah. was it? The, these guys know that i hate everything <laughs> that's fair it's fine you gotta have someone. i really liked it it was good yeah, I really liked it too. Let's keep talking. So, about outside that. of Antichrist, which I haven't seen, what sure. are some other movies that kind of are in the same vein that you guys feel they're sort of like experiential, less plot driven? Everything. Oh well, but I, I don't know if that's the opposite. I think we were, before we were saying it was the opposite of like something that had a kind of moral, a moralistic sort of thing. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's because like that that was I could think. Okay, a lot yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. Just anti. I don't know that Pulp Fiction has a a plot. The Coen Brothers are doing stuff that's like profoundly anti-plot or like almost it's but again the scenes themselves cohere so well and the style is consistent so you don't notice so much as if you described what uh hail caesar was about i mean if you described it you would just be describing the a scene. sequence of scenes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um and it has like those big music numbers in it and stuff like that. And then there are these movies that I, if you watch them recently, they're like Car Wash or, uh, or um, Fast Times on Ridgemont High or Days and Confused more recently, where yeah. it's really a series of vignettes anyway, or like mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's more about the place itself and like a series of like characters oh, that yeah, pass through it. Any of the Jarmusch movies, like Midnight Train or whatever, yeah, all yeah, those, yeah. those are fucking amazing. Yeah, Have you stra- ever seen Strangers those? in Paradise. Strangers in Paradise is amazing. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's something that you you lean more heavily on imagery and how stuff looks. You know, I think uh, the best answer is like 90% of the Criterion collection. (laughs) Because all of the movies that we've listed are Criterions. (laughs) But I'm going to... Including this movie. I'm going to reach out like an olive branch here because I actually... Because it's weird to have... To be on this side of it. I argue with a lot of film students just because I work right across from UT. Mm-hmm. And I am usually advocating for story <laughs> way more. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it necessarily has to have a, a kind of um, 
classic structure or something like that. But there's a, a way I don't think story ought to be avoided either. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I, I don't know if it's uh, being so much stuck on story per se as, as much as it is that um, the it's like uh, okay, so like I work in recovery, and one of the things like when the guy when good for you by the way. When, so, I mean that's a good thing. Yeah. When the guys get together and uh, they'll you know they're any kind of group you know circle with a bunch of addicts get together and they talk. There's this tendency to talk about war stories. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. When I did this and I got here there and then that's how I ended up in jail for the fourth time <laughs> and you know and it, it's always and when 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 they tell their stories they're hilarious and they have but in the moment of doing so they're doing it in a room of sobriety and so like there's perspective and they're sort of like we can kind to see the um you know the boundaries of what where like there's there's grounding there and um but at the time when they're going through that you don't want to be around them you hate their guts they're awful people you know that part of the the thing is just is is not appealing or interesting you just want to keep your distance but after they return from that and they have perspective yeah that's when you there's a, a real insight there. That's where I think it's it's interesting and captivating, and uh, the the growth process is there. And I feel like uh, maybe this is just me bringing it to the table. But what this movie is how lacking, dare you. how dare you no. <laughs> projecting, if I will? <laughs> what the movie is lacking is that kind of perspective. Like it's it, it's a war story, but we're not hearing the part where there's where we're talking about what uh, because it's who in the it's moment. hurting and whatnot because it's in the moment is why I, I don't think you have that because it's not a reflection back. It's a reflection back on what happened before the thing that they're doing right then. Yeah, and, and to me, it just feels like there's just a bunch of different kind of dangers in the world <laughs> where there's a, there's a real danger of drug addiction and that kind of reckless hedonism. There's also this tremendous danger of being boring yeah. and having a boring life. And I mean that in not like what... I mean, I don't mean like oh, what I necessarily would consider boring or what Thompson would, but just the idea of culturally settling. Uh, in, and I think a lot of, like, you can really see it more with Kerouac, which I think yeah. uh, Thompson is sort of, in yeah, some yeah, sense, yeah. extension with, where it's like he's looking at this, like, 50s, the idea of what the American dream is, and he's like, I would rather fucking die in an alcoholic stupor because that's not an artistic way to live. Like, that's an awful thing to be. And I, th- I think in some sense, you're, if the, this meant to speak for the entire drug experience, it would be deeply irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, but there's an <laughs> element of also, it, the opposite of it may be all really bad too. So there was this movie I was sense. trying to look up. It's based on Bukowski and I couldn't remember what it was. The Matt Dillon. Yeah, fact, Factotum. Is it good? Yeah, I haven't seen yeah it. it's good. It's from 2005, so it's a little bit older, but I think that you would actually enjoy it because it's... Matt Dillon? Yeah. 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 But that's more of an alcohol. Bukowski wasn't like a weird psychedelic kind of guy. He was He's more of an alcohol asshole. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, so is like Kerouac is not really... Kerouac true. was like a speed freak. I know, that's yeah. what I was going to say if but I was allowed just, to punish my son. Just, uh, it's just salad for the alcohol steak but to me. <laughs> like amphetamines are just to drink more. Yeah, that's correct. All, that's yeah, true. but to echo back to what you were saying that, okay, so you know, you want to defy the 50s and in the 60s and Americanism or whatever, mm-hmm. and so you're going to do a shitload of drugs and, and jump off that, you know, the guardrail, so to speak. Uh, fine, but when you hurt and damage so many other people in the process, then fuck them, right? That, that's but they don't. That's right. where that's where the that's movie. Awful. That's where I feel like the movie didn't, except for that scene. But at they the don't end. really. They don't really hurt or damage anyone. Well, no, but even if they did, I kind of feel like I don't know that if they don't have this like 
sort of moralistic figure come in and say, see, now that was wrong, that's the same thing as glorifying it. Though I will, and I'll admit there are parts where it go- comes very close to that. Yeah. But, but I don't, you know. But they sorry. do have, when they go to the, um, when they go to the DA conference, you do have that thing of like false moral characters. Yeah. Where it's like, where it's like, uh, like a cop, like yelling at the bellboy. And it, and it's like, it's like, you're supposed to be a moral character, but you're a fucking dick. Um, and it's like it's like even those type of people aren't right. Well, and ironically, and I don't want to turn this into an argument, but no, you're very, I, I you're like just very, no, you're just wrong about it. So I have to not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, is that the the one the parts of the scenes that you actually least liked to me are bizarre in that it seems like they're the parts that most concede your point. So mm-hmm. the scenes where they show them being awful and transparently so without any glorification. That, those were the ones, curiously, that you were like, oh, that's not good. They only had those two. I don't think, I think those scenes are doing the work you're asking for, in a sense. Like, they weren't like, because you, oh, you, no, oh, you were even like, oh, they just had to put them in because they're in the book. No, okay, well, let, let me, yeah. no, the reason why I, 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 if it came off as me, like, pointing those scenes that they shouldn't be there, on the contrary, mm. uh, those, because they're only minor moments. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. the context, the, the way those film, those scenes are shot, um, with true reflection and uh, and and really seeing the the you know the hurricane that these characters cause wherever they're around, that's what I want. That kind of vision is what I was looking that I would see taking that for the whole movie. Yeah, and not just looking at it being egocentric from just the character's point of view because at that point you're just kind of in the middle of the hurricane and just kind of like okay, I guess we're <laughs> gonna be in the hurricane. Well, and though so I would rather the movie have. That kind of perspective from, uh, you know, from you know, growing into it or whatever. Yeah, no, I so. can see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand the, this point of view so much because there are two. Despite the fact that they both do a tremendous amount of drugs, and both are terrible people. There is a stark contrast between good and bad within themselves. So if you're the, if you're looking at like a grandiose scale of like all of humanity, then yes, they are shitty and there are no ramifications for what they are doing in the whole scheme of society. But if you're just looking at the two of them, there is a recognition of being a piece of shit. I mean, there there is like a good and bad going on between the two of them because it's abundantly clear that Benicio del Toro is a psychopath and should not be using drugs. (laughs) And there's like a constant conversation going on about that throughout the film. I think there is some tension there. Some, cause sometimes Benicio del Toro is like the good guy. Right. Not as often, but there are a few moments where he's like, he seems to be. Come with me, buddy. Yeah. 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 But that's also like a part of like the drugs that they're doing though, is that, you know, they're just like, the breathing scene when they take acid and they first go into the hotel, that's what the drugs are like. You know, you sometimes you go out and you're going out way too hard and then sometimes you're coming in and you're okay and you're keeping it close to your chest and you're the normal one. Yeah. On, in the concept of being really <laughs> fucked up. You know what I mean? That's the worst is doing uh, hallucinogens with people and then you're the most experienced and then you have to be like the responsible uh, Sean. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, great. Yeah, I can't yeah. enjoy this at all. I know. I walked downstairs this one time and this kid was just like freaking out. And none, none of us in the house knew who he was. Like none of us knew who he was. Some but he rando. just came and did acid with us. Yeah. And it's like, that's fine. Whatever. I don't give a fuck what you do. 
And my <laughs> friend, his old roommate, our friend had to like take him into this room and be like, dude, it's going to be okay. What is your name? It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I like walk by and I'm like, ooh, this is hot. I got to just go out. And so it's I just <laughs> ran around the house. I did a full loop through the house. Hallucinogens are bizarre that way, though, because they're really weird. They'll make you care about people, innocent, like like friends that you or people you don't know that well. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, this person's freaking out, and they're here, and we're all one tribe right now, and I've got to integrate them with the universe. And then in one case, I had a. It was like the second time I'd ever done acid, and like my buddy ran off into the woods. (laughs) There was four of us, and the three of us that were left there. We. It was so. like amazing how quickly we came to terms with his death. <laughs> it was just like we can't help him now. There's, we He's paid gone. for this. There's no point ruining it. it won't. <laughs> We're yeah. just gonna get ourselves killed out there. The, the fourteen dollars that was spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't get that money back. Yeah, yeah. seriously. And we're all one, so we're he's here in spirit. It's spirit. He'll live on forever yeah. uh, in our brains. That is the best part about acid. Is like you get mad fucked up for like nine hours on fifteen bucks. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, it's so cheap. It's not addictive, and it only brings out schizophrenia in some yes. people that do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I've, 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 I've had about 50-50. Did you have a moment there just now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, kick kick yeah. the record player. But Yeah, no, I, have you ever freaked out on it? Have you ever oh, freaked out? I yeah, mean, yeah. like... You're like hitting a basement? You think people every, turning in demons? Never that bad. It's more like I have these... And I don't know much anymore, but I, when I do hallucinogens, the, when it's bad for me, it's usually not terrifying. I get that everything is meaningless. Everything is uh, an illusion. Uh, nihilism. Yeah. Totally. Real, real uh, acute. It usually <laughs> goes away. And I, I think it's also, that's so not in my nature. Nihilists uh-huh. bore the shit out of me, uh-huh. honestly. If you ever watch But Ni- they would like that. Yeah, but that's the problem. Is to f- I've, f- I've met two nihilists in my life. The True red, nihilist? Two, two ones that I think count. Like, so for instance, nihilist memes. Uh, yeah, yeah, We can yes. go back to the movie. I think the no, best... I like this too. There's a, <laughs> it's people who are pretending to be apathetic about shit that they're clearly bitter about. Uh, like they, 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 they confuse bitterness with apathy. Absolutely. Where it's, <laughs> because the idea is that there is no objective meaning. There is no larger truth. Yeah. To me, it does not have anything to do with like whether my life will be happy. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if I need like the scariest thing to me at a philosophical level. If I knew what the absolute objective reality truth was, I would know what the fuck to do with it. Like, I, how is that going to help me? Like, so I, yeah, uh, I, I think nihilism. If you're not optimistic after you reach your nihilism, I don't. I think you're a liar. I just uh, can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you've met people who are nihilistic and uh, and happy. I, I think I'm one. I mean, oh, I, maybe so. I'm not an analyst, but just by the like the Nietzschean sense of, I don't believe there is an absolute truth. I don't believe there's something behind the veil. I, I just think that's and and I don't think if we knew what it was, it would help us. Like, yeah. it would ju- you know, so the fact that things are objectively meaningless doesn't mean my life is bad. Nope. I, I'm like I'm doing an, I'm on a podcast I'm having an awesome fucking time <laughs> really? I'm not that, I'm know. having a terrible time that's <laughs> <laughs> probably when I started talking that's like, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah you did reference Zarathustra earlier yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny I'm not even that big a Nietzsche in, in like terms of like the philosophy that I studied really? but he's like a good like colonic for the analytic oh. get your head out of your ass I'm a Sartre fan yeah he, Sartre's good Sartre actually the guy uh, we should totally not talk about this forever, but uh, <laughs> uh, he's the guy that 
is almost the one I don't like in this. I like him. I think he's an interesting guy, but like he was, he was always wringing his hands about this stuff. And it's like I, w- I agree with most of what he seems to think. Sure, but I just don't have a. He, he had that. He did that gambit where it's like if you're not upset by what I'm saying, yeah. you don't get it. Uh, and I was like, no, I think yeah, I get it. Yeah, I just yeah, don't. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then again, I'm 50 years after his. You know, 50, 60 years after he was writing. So I think we've actually had a lot of time to come to terms with some of the. You know, like sure, the, sure, sure. The like the breaking of the, of the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I just, I just like nausea so much. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's real. Uh, yeah. Uh, why are we talking about philosophy? I don't know, but you reminded me of a Simpsons quote that's too good to pass out. Oh, please do. There's a scene where Lisa is trying to get Homer to kind of understand her point of view and you know be sympathetic, and Homer just looks at her like, Lisa, just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Do, what, uh, do we got any final thoughts on the movie? I want to talk about some other scenes. Okay, well, we it. we haven't even talked about the Gary Pusey scene. That's <laughs> true, too, yeah. I just want to blow through some scenes that I like. I like the lizards. I obviously like the breathing. That's pretty cool. I like it when the hallway is sideways towards the end. I like it when uh, they're on the carousel. I I hate and I have like a really irrational fear of carousels based off of Mario 64. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I love that scene. It is so good. Mm-hmm. It's great. The scene of like the flying people that cut the... No, I hate that. That's disgusting to me. But I love... <laughs> babies are gross, first and foremost. First and, and foremost. <laughs> babies, mad gross. When, yeah, when he's trying disgusting. to lure him off the... Yeah, the, and he's just can't like... Yeah, and he like... Hot, he's just like, God damn it, like, fuck. Because I've, I've been in that situation when people are tripping. It's just like, oh, okay, well, you know, we just need to take yeah. a step. And then <laughs> yeah. we're halfway there. Hop, like a bunny. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Why are you walking mad weird right yeah. now? Like, <laughs> you're sideways. But he, like, hops back into the carousel. And he just, like, hops over a table of, like, people sitting there, like, having <laughs> drinks or whatever. That's so great. I love that. That's, like, so Vegas. Yeah. Well, does, I mean, this film did make me love Vegas. I know. So much. I I love Vegas. Vegas also. is great. Have you Shout ever been out to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, which my mom loves it. Yeah, oh my god, it's so much fun. Not yet. Have you ever taken drugs in Vegas? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. It's the best place to take drugs and we walk around. We took hands shitty down. mushrooms last time we were there and saw Beatles Love. That was and so it was tight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and mush- we the won mushrooms like that good though. Oh no, they were fine. I thought my cup was swallowing me when no. every time I went to take a drink. I know they're good. I'm like, whoa, this cup's mad big. And we won like $300 on like village people slots. Yeah, but I fucking didn't give a shit yeah. about that. Like, what is even money right yeah, now? Seriously. Yeah. Are we even thinking about money? Matter. That's the funniest thing about tripping is that like you spend $14 to trip, but you look at your bank account the next day and you're like, what did I spend $300 on? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know. Like, and I just, I'm just surrounded by flashlights. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's, uh, you understand what things are. You just don't know what they mean. Yeah, you're like yeah. I get. I have to use this paper. Yeah, to g- and give it so I can have drinks. This <laughs> I understand. Yeah, it's mad confusing. But it's ridiculous. Everything gets really confusing when you're on acid. Sometimes right? this, some is, things this is our new segment. We explain Bezo what acid feels <laughs> like. like. Well, like some things are totally okay and normal on acid, though. Absolutely. It's weird the things that get really? like really confusing. Like yeah. you invited that homeless person into your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get it. Well, you're like, just a guy. I'm a guy. It's yeah. Like one time I was like, man, it'd be really cool to like write the alphabet in cursive and like see like how. <laughs> How far I could get, like you were within wrong. every thirty minutes. <laughs> Way fun, but I like sat down for the first time, like after I started, like getting there, and I 
started to like write out an A, and I was just like, "Well, can't do it. See you later." <laughs> <laughs> like, I know fuck. I do do things. I do I do things like that where I think I think it's gonna be fun, but then I start doing because like I'll make music a lot, and then I'm like on acid, and I'm like, "I'm gonna make some music," and then I'm like, "Music is so hard." Ethan <laughs> well, used to do this. Nice thing. try, brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like tried up. Like, you know, I'm gonna go sit outside. Ethan used to draw pictures for everyone too. That was really? like a I big thing that you that. used to do. And this one time you drew a picture of John, this other guy in the house that we would do acid with. It's and he straight up looked like a demon. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, here, I made this for you. And he, like the second he looked at it, he goes like completely white. white face. <laughs> and he's just like... Yeah. <laughs> he runs into the forest and we're like, oh, I guess he's gone. I might have ruined his life. Uh, it's rough. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I know. Like, it's so great. It's like you don't understand what anything is. And that's the best part about it is that the only things you understand are like these big questions. It's like I only understand that there's like the universe is like constantly having sex with my brain. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how to tie a shoe. Yeah. yeah. But then like sometimes yeah. you come up with these like genius ideas too. Like... Like I said, someone asked one time, like, how would you describe America? And I was like, well, obviously it's a baseball mitt holding an apple pie, but like a slice of the pie is coming up. And instead of Apple, it's just Bruce Springsteen's ass from that album cover. <laughs> Forever. And for some reason, yeah. the pie is awful to black people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it is awful. Yeah. I do love how it, it is everything. We're just going to, it's just acid talk. Uh, where where every, everything's like, and it's forever. <laughs> like, do you even get it? Like, yeah. it's just forever. And you just think about it and it's just it's repeating you became Constantly. Bill Cosby I was about to yeah. say you dropped into his Cosby yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I give them the acid and they like the sauce I love acid. acid's great yeah acid's great and also you drank that coffee that I gave you right <laughs> <laughs> have I? Have you? Well, who I drug you, junk? It's, it's one of the few drugs that it, you don't want to do too much of. Like, it, it oh, makes no. you... <laughs> well, for, for a lot of people, I will say, it's sort of like... Like, most drugs, you like it, and you're like, well, I got to stop. I can't do it immediately, because then people are going to hate me. Yeah. But with acid, I'm and honestly, I'm like, I'm good for like six months now. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah, like clears yeah. out your brain. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could do yeah. it like once every year. You definitely shouldn't do it like once every week. Like, we have mm-hmm. those friends and that. Yeah. Woo. We had a couple summers where we were yeah. doing it. A lot. Yeah. The, those, uh, well, those friends are mad Alex Jones. Yeah. They, yeah. they got a bug out bag now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer. It's straight bummer. They're stockpiling water. And <laughs> <laughs> like just deleted everything of them on the internet. Uh, like it doesn't exist. Their bug out bag, just to get back to the movie, is like that briefcase. From it's just the a movie. sheet of acid. <laughs> just a lot of yeah. Yeah. different drugs. We're going to need ether. Yeah. We're yes. definitely. We're gonna have to bug out with some ether. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love the ether scene too. Like basically everything that happens in in the circus region, except for the baby, which is gross. Again, to reiterate, babies are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, is great. For sure. It's what? also the, all those scenes are just like they're not exaggerating what you could get away with in Vegas. Yeah, or that's places the other like thing. That. Way yeah, true. for sure. Yeah. Vegas is the only place I've done. Uh, psychedelics and not been scared about talking to people that weren't on psychedelics. A- Amsterdam. Mm. Yeah. I did. Oh, I'm never mushrooms. It was fine. Of, yeah, I've heard yeah. it's yeah, not as easy to get them now because tourists are dicks. But like, hmm. well, I had like one sober friend 
you got to a vision to, quest. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah, I've been so that. fucking free in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! You could walk next yeah. to cops. I'm like, I am fucking uh, tripping my uh, face uh, off right yeah. now. Because my boy's right here, and he'll clean it up when I shit <laughs> my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. He has to. It's fine. If I wear the white leave. pants so that he knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like my boy will do it, and you're like yeah. holding on to a stranger. This person is mad pee coming down your pants. I don't know why my lap is so hot, but I fucking love mushrooms. You've been in for like nine years <laughs> <laughs> like just a crazy guy in the street oh life's a bomber you walk in wow that's a dark joke never mind I gotta go guys <laughs> whoa boy okay, I'll tell you that one off air okay we're gonna talk about the Gary Busey scene yep uh, okay. let's do it Gary Busey makes a bit part as a cop mm-hmm. looks mad fat I wanna, yeah, yeah. I want to kiss him. He's sporting a, he's sporting a improv ballet. line. That line is improv Is it really? And really? they, they uh-huh. didn't want to keep it in the movie, and then Terry Gilliam watched it a couple times, and he was like, this is hilarious. This has to stay. He's like, oh, Gary Busey's The closing genius. line? He made that up yeah. at the spot? Mm-hmm. Dude, he always does that. He always makes Confirmed. up lines. So <laughs> recently... Uh, I think we released them all last month. Yeah. We did interviews with uh, the director and lead actor in Gary Busey's newest movie. Candyland. Fucking A. Yeah, and they said the same thing. They were like, oh yeah, he had like a ton of different ideas and we were like, uh, yeah. these ones are great. Keep what, them in. What kills me about, you guys, I'm sure you've covered this, but like the fact that he isn't, like everybody thinks it was drugs that fucked him up. No, it's yeah. that motorcycle that, accident. Is that motorcycle? Yeah, I, that's Every time some shitty fucking commercial or Comedy Central promo uses him as the butt of the a joke, I want to just insert myself and be like, oh yeah, he's the victim of an accident. You guys are dicks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And well, just drop the mic. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, he was kind of fucked up before he, the accident. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was, mad he was but if you watch like Predator 2 or oh, like, oh, he was in that, God, what is that fucking uh, Dustin Hoffman crime movie he was in when he was really young. He Come on, guys, a, we're supposed to know he this. Got, I yeah, know, we, he, got, but he got all these awards for it and stuff Plato's like that. Plato's rut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, he's the best part of uh, that fucking Keanu Reeves movie that's Point like Break. Point Break. Oh, Point Break. Yeah. He is by far the best. I mean, I just like, I don't know. He's great. He's, He's phenomenal. Buddy, Buddy yeah. Holly, Surviving the Game yeah, is Holly. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Surviving the Game is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, is that the one with Ice T? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ice yeah. And the human yeah, hunt. Ice and Dr. Yeah, yeah. Cox. So good. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Cox. If, okay, there's like, Maybe next year, once we're like starting to get towards the end of all of these movies, we can do like a special episode that is just talking about the Dr. Cox Gary Busey overlap. It is like something fucking weird. crazy. Something weird. Who is, who's Dr. Cox? Just, oh, from Scrubs. Scrubs. From Scrubs. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Whatever yeah, yeah. that guy's name yeah. is. He's in, he's in like <laughs> six movies with Gary Busey. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's they have crazy. the same. It's like they have the, the same, same agent. agent. Yeah. They, they like come as a package deal. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like oh, you buy Gary Busey for two you grand. Get Dr. You get Dr. Cox for half. Off. <laughs> he's like the pocket fisherman of actors. That's great. And he's been in Scrubs before too. Really? Gary Busey, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's cool. been in a few episodes. Oh, that's great. I know. Yeah, he's good as a cop in this. Yeah, I do like is. it. I like that whole scene of like of like uh, I, I do like it. It's like oh, you got to give cops a little bit of a chase so they respect you. <laughs> I got pulled over by the cops the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. They pulled me out of the car. It was mad bummer. Doing Did you what? give him a kiss? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> no, he was he was scared the shit out of me. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I don't like you. Well, it was a like state you. cop too. It was a state cop. Texas state cops. Like a fucking I know they yeah. wouldn't yeah, the think worst. this. Yeah, Anyone that's not from Texas, <laughs> but they're fucking assholes. Yeah, all of them. Surprise! Came out in jack boots and like <laughs> AK forty seven. Uh, no, he's just being a dick. Uh, Eighty one in a sixty. Give me a break. 
Come on. That's <laughs> knock, 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 knock. Clear weather, no, no, exactly. no clouds. Knock, knock, t- knock 10 miles an hour off. Yeah. How are you going to give me everyone? Come on. <laughs> Come on. What? What do I look like? Chop is liver. That, is that what you did to him? Yeah. <laughs> I walked out and I'm that like, what do I look like? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He's like, chop liver, mace. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got back in. I was like, did you film that? That's right. <laughs> Sir, you're being very hacky <laughs> right now. If you don't shut up, I'm going to tase you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's I wish so that's I how it works. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I was on the airplane the other... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, yeah. Why, why are we talking about me so getting pulled over by cops? There's a scene Not where Depp important. leaves Vegas, uh, yes. and in the process of doing so, uh, mm-hmm. attracts uh, a police officer, throws on the lights, and then he does like a little escapes kind of thing where he has like the, so they don't beautiful. respect you. Mm-hmm. So then so he uh, drives off and kind of curls into a U a U turn to go into like a, a pit stop somewhere. Yeah, he's like you, yeah. <laughs> something like he he won't be prepared for you to turn at forty five. <laughs> what is it like at 180 miles an hour or something like that. <laughs> and he says something. It doesn't make any sense. But he's like, jump, he'll toe. <laughs> fucking hard turn. It's great. And yeah. uh, so the cop who, who's driving the car is played by Carrie Busey. And so they have a, a, a scene. Uh, Gary Busey like checks his ID and like looks at him and he's like, he, it's like he knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's some weird. Or he gets know. what he is. I think that's kind of more the issue. Not mm, that he knew it sure. was Hunter S. Thompson. but I mean, He knew he was like, like a reporter or something? No, that he was a fucking burnout. <laughs> he was like a fucking like, uh, and you never, I, they, he never uh, refers to what it is, but you get the sense that Hunter S. Thompson, he's either really paranoid because he's around a cop, but that he was like, it was kind of an ambush because he's like, you you should go to this place. They have excellent, it's called the Land Crab. It was like saying, uh, you know, rather than like uh, just give him the ticket or take him to jail, he's telling him to go to this hotel. Yeah, to go some rest place. up, go rest yeah, up. Yeah. And I don't know the idea is he was going to get gang banged by like nine <laughs> cops or something like that, but yeah. Uh, and then he, I think it's like some weird like mutual respect thing. Yeah, like kind of what yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. is yeah. like ah, well. Oh, that's good. I didn't think about that. That's, that's why I thought it was. That's why I thought it's like oh, he'll respect you if you like outrun him for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, he, I, in a sense, he does say that. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, I don't know. But Gary Busey shows up. He tells him he wants to kiss him on the mouth because that's what Gary Busey does. And he's so intense in that scene. He's so yeah, intense. He's so good. He's overweight. He looks kind of <laughs> mad fat. But he still looks like he could just whoop your ass. <laughs> like it just looks like he could in, be in, in close proximity. Yeah. Really? See, I never get that with him. I'm, I'm always like, I don't get why he just plays bad guys. Like it doesn't. He does. He's not intimidating he, to me. I <laughs> just. I like to imagine him like on his off days. Like right now, he's like just hanging out like somewhere in Texas, like on a ranch, and he's got like these like fucking horses, just like hauling ass like in the background <laughs> and he's got like the biggest grill in the world and it's like only Texas shaped like, like t <laughs> and he's got like a GB like brander that he like seals them all with and he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt but it's like unbuttoned to his like Hell belly yeah. button Perfect. you know Hell you get yeah. the underbelly yeah <laughs> it, you know how some actors will do a thing a scene and it's like it just impresses people so much that that's what you think that scene in Lethal or that that role in Lethal Weapon when he plays Mr. Joshua mm-hmm. to me that's yeah. why he'll always be I think that's what etched in my brain as him a badass sure and that makes like sense after that he could do, he could he could be yeah. playing like he could be in a wheelchair See, he's the, got the pin thing in his mouth so but like he's that, still like kind I, of Mr. Could, Joshua in a wheelchair he could take yeah. me he could still take me the only <laughs> thing about him in that movie is like every time I think about that movie specifically I just think of him eating two meatball subs <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like and it instantly takes away any sort of <laughs> of 
thing of him being a badass because I just picture him like crushing meatball subs. For me, it's just that lighter scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, oh, so badass. And him jumping on the desk and surfing. I never got why he made the dude hold the lighter. It's a different scene. It doesn't matter. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No. And it is funny that too that he improvs all these lines, but like in a couple movies ago when we watched like the Death Race one or whatever, he had like you could straight up see him with a line bug in his ear. Yeah. So people are like feeding, feed him, him, lines. Feed him lines. Well, I think he yeah. doesn't. That's why he, he improvs. Don't rem- he doesn't he don't know the remember. Lines. Yeah. He don't remember him. <laughs> well, yeah. He. I mean, he looks okay in this film. Yeah. But he's great. His scene is really. His funny scene though. is really great. It's a great break. Yeah, there it's was also some notable uh, names on the side there. There's a Cameron Diaz. Yeah, and the uh, elevator. Toby McGuire. Toby, Toby McGuire looks fucking disgusting. Pen Gillette. Sweet Ralph yeah. Stedman. Sweetly. Pen Gillette. Yeah. I've never yeah. been in a convertible before. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're about ready then. No, that's <laughs> not. Get in. That's Toby. That's Toby. That's Toby Flea, is, right, Flea yeah. is the guy like, what's trouble, mister? <laughs> oh, really? That's Flea? Yeah, he's got all the LSD uh, in his. Yeah. I didn't know it was Flea. Yeah. Did you I see him play the National Anthem? Jared McCorkle, how many Buseys are you going to give it? How many do I get? You, you, however many you want. You, want. Oh you can build God. your own framework We, norm- we normally a do a swing. I'm going to do a prime number. I'm going to say 19 out of 19. Seriously. Wow. Really, yeah, yeah. Any swing? Oh, I love, sorry. I just really like the Stroll. movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. 19 out of 19. Donna. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to give it... I'm going to break it down by all of the things that I enjoy about this movie. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to give it two for story. I'm going to give it four for realistic drug effects. I'm going to give it another four for drug references. <laughs> then I'm going to give it a 10 for being really funny. And then I'm going to give it um, 100 for being about drugs. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to give it a BC swing of a million. Wow. Yes. I think this is our first 1 million 100 <laughs> out of uh, an undetermined amount. <laughs> no one knows. Out of the solar system, man. It's out what? of the grid of stars. It's forever. <laughs> it's, it just goes forever. Sci- scientists <laughs> think there could be as many as 19 BCs in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> they, they estimate. What? Oh, my God. They're just all fucking each other. <laughs> yeah, so oh, good. a human centipede of Buseys? Oh, that'd be uh, so awesome. And gross. Real gross. What? That wouldn't be gross. And they're just shitting <laughs> little baby like Buseys? Little They'd babies. be the only like, parts of the human city. They're just super into being in the same eyes and static. Oh, like, loving it. Yeah, this is great. I was born that way. Bezo Beasley, a feature this. What are you going to do? I, I'm ruining the curve. I'm giving it a four with a, the Busey swing that pulls it up to four. And um, I'm your host, Ethan Busey Billups, and I'm going to throw out Bezo Beasley so he doesn't <laughs> ruin the, uh, the, the, the median. Or wait, what is it? I don't average. Know. The average, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you wait. What you're giving it a four out of four? Is out that ten? Oh, <laughs> four out of ten. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, eight for the book because the book's good. Uh, ten for the book Hell's Angels because I really like that one. Nice. Um, I'm gonna give it uh, thirty five plus to offset specifically my my vote. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give it a full BC head swing up. And it's a review positive out of positive. 
Nice. Oh, <laughs> I, could, I thought you were going in a different direction. Nope. Then you went that direction. Uh-huh. I, was glad. I was glad. I gave it a positive. That's like 100%. Oh, it's okay. Uh-huh. You know what I don't give 100%? The fact that half of this episode was recorded on a phone, <laughs> uh, which I'm sorry, you got to come back on to do I'd a to, full yeah. episode I'd where it's I, full mics. I think this is really going to work out though because it's because I have listened to bad podcasts mm-hmm. and that you want to listen to, but it sounds bad, and you just wish that all of a sudden they just it would just be good. <laughs> and this, that's okay. what's going to happen. Okay, so I won't do an intro where I'm like, okay, listen, guys. The no, you should some, still do that. I can still do that. I can <laughs> still do that. <laughs> I think it's going to be yeah. good. I think At some good. random time, we come back in high definition yeah. with a mild buzz in Wait the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've just been tuning in like a dog the whole time <laughs> to that like drone buzz. Do you hear it? Which... Oh, now I hear it. Now that you say it. I yeah, thought yeah. that was my pacemaker. I'm good. Yeah. Well, right. it's your pacemaker <laughs> setting it off because I know I'm a Faraday boxer on the mixer. <laughs> uh, nice Jared McCorkle, how can they find you, bud? Um, so a lot of places. You can follow okay. me at Twitter. It's so just at Jared it's McCorkle. At Twitter. At Twitter, <laughs> at internet, <laughs> at dot com. <laughs> uh, Jared McCorkle. At Jared McCorkle. That's J-E-R-E-D-M-C-C-O-R-K-L-E. Okay. Uh, my uh, spelling is very particular, so you can look me up on Facebook and the only person on the internet with that name. Wow, yeah, really? Yep. Ooh. Just because it's weird. Um, yeah. And I do comedy everywhere. And then I'll just plug this if you don't mind. Um, I have a comedy show at Cafe Medici uh, the first Friday of every month. So it's coming up May 6th. Ah, uh, nice. it's if the, y'all are in Austin. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. If you're this, in no, Austin. No, this is just well, a local broadcast. Actually, we have to. <laughs> actually, nowadays, we have to distinguish which Cafe Medici. So it's the one across from UT. On the drag. Yeah, on the drag. On the drag. Uh, so that'll be May 6th at 8 o'clock. Uh, headlining, it's going to be a local comic. She's amazing. Ariel Norman, she is literally my favorite comic yes. in Austin. Wow. There's a lot of those yet. So it's going to be great. You heard it here. Hot take, folks. Favorite yeah. comic in Austin. That's right. That's right. Well, you're standing behind it. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Donna Bourgeois. Hey. What do you want to say about yourself? They can oh. find you on the sounding dot boob. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, I have an improv show coming up sometime in the future, <laughs> so you can maybe check me out at that. I don't know what the date is yet, but it's it's it's, it's gonna be happening. improv. It's in my yeah. bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it at the Walmart uh, off 35. Yeah, it should be, be pretty tight. Yeah, um, doing a bunch of crowd work. Oh, I'm gonna be at Psych Fest this upcoming weekend. Come so say you what's can up. Check me out there. If you hear my voice, you don't know what I look like, but come say what's up. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. You're uh, on the Twitter. Yep, at Donna underscore bourgeois. There Good luck. Go. I'm not going to spell that for you. Fuck you. Uh, uh, th- okay. And uh, <laughs> Bezo Beasley, they can find you. Yeah, uh, featurethispodcast.com. There's some feature this episodes coming out not on the Gary Busey Town Massacre feed. So if mm-hmm. you want to get those direct, you can go to the website. Weird additional content. Uh-huh. Just mad content. Just putting out mad amounts of content. There you go. Oh, wait, I have another thing to plug. Really? We're starting, we are, Ethan and I are doing another podcast that I guess we'll probably post the details about it. Yeah, someone else started a thing and we're Yeah, it's a Pathfinder, um, so like Dungeons and Dragons. So if you want to hear us fuck up someone's dungeon and dragon thing. Yeah, if you want to follow the adventures of my character, Muffins Incorporated. (laughs) And <laughs> Ivana Blaster off. <laughs> you're yeah. more you than guys, welcome. I didn't realize you were paladins. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so we'll be doing that. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, of course, I mean, the BC Pilps will keep you updated on uh, at Call BC on, the, is on Twitter. Yeah. At Call BC. Call Top BC on the Instagrams. Just search for me on whatever by my name without the BC. 
And I think we're done here. Nice. You All guys right. you guys good? good? Thanks for having me. This is uh, really th- fun. I'm glad. I am so glad that you came. Yeah, it's okay. Thanks for putting up for the sound, for the fire content. Uh, thank you guys so much. Ah!